What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Real Itch Podcast. Super excited to bring you this episode because football season is finally back. I'm about to have on my good friend Robbie, and Robbie is currently an intel worker for the U.S. Marine Corps. But more importantly for this episode, we're in the same fantasy football league. So we're going to go over all the matchups this week, go over all the teams, and just kind of chit-chat through uh, our fantasy football league. I also wanted to give a quick shout-out to my hosting website, Red Circle. Red Circle is the shit if you're interested in starting your own podcast. They're one of the only platforms to offer free, unlimited monthly uploads, free analytics, and they'll distribute your podcast to all the major platforms, including Spotify and iTunes, all with a click of a button. Did I mention again that it's free? Check out redcircle.com today and get your own podcast up and running absolutely free. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and the rest of the episodes that are coming to you this football season. You there? Yeah, what's up? What's up, man? You what's are, going on? Dude, you know what sucks that I was doing the calculations today? Talk to me. Football offseason is so long. So long. Seven months. So long. Because the Super Bowl is early February. So you have all of February, March, April, May, June, July, all of August, and then like half September. It's so long, dude. Yeah. Golly. It makes the start of football season like Christmas. Dude, I woke up today at 8 o'clock, and my back's been really hurting me lately, bro, and I sprung out of bed. Like, I don't feel nothing. Dude, but going back to, like, the five- or six-month offseason, it's like if these players just understood, like, hey, man, I got to work hard for six months, and then I have six months off, essentially. Right, dude. Football no, football has a good dude, setup, man. They had a long offseason. Maybe not off, but six months of no game time. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Man, our uh, our fantasy football league is looking a little suspect, dude. What you mean? There's a lot of bad teams on it, I feel like. <laughs> you know why that is, right? Because nobody watches football? Well, the 12 team. If it was a 10 team, I think it would be a oh. little more... Well, a 10-team is too easy, I think. Not too easy, because obviously you're still playing against other people, but you don't dig deep in 10-team leagues. Yeah, it doesn't require as much depth. Yeah. I just think that's why you don't see I think, I think right now what we're seeing in our league is a lot of could-bes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Joe... And I was like, I really wish they didn't have football rankings for us. Right? I would absolutely destroy a fantasy football league if they didn't have them ranked. Dude, the night of the draft, after we drafted, I was like, bro, I wish they didn't rank anyone. Greg Olson would have gone fourth round. <laughs> Seriously. I'm serious, dude. Curtis Samuel would have went like seventh round. Somebody trying to fill out the roster. Yeah, Tom Gurley would have went like third to Miles. Horrible. <laughs> Um, but do you have any side bets in the league yet or no? No, I mean, I'm going to hit up a couple people on this. I'm going to hit up a couple people when I play them and be like, yo, let's put some extra cash on the side. Yeah, I absolutely. 
that's the thing about week one fantasy, man, is like, you got to figure out your team. I like my team a lot. I mean, yeah, you can like it, but maybe you have three running backs and two wideouts, and then you're like, oh, man, I got a wideout who just snapped on my bench. Maybe I, I got to switch this up to three wideouts and two running backs. Dude, I have, I'm talking about just in your starting lineup. Yeah, you yeah, your yeah you're, you're, that's the hardest part, dude. I hate whenever I could have won a game if I played the right player. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. Golly. Um, in terms of, like, fantasy football depth, I really think I have one of the best teams ever in a 12-team league. Stop it. Robbie, I have one, two, three, four running backs who are going to be the workhorse in their team. I have the most depth in the league. No. I'm telling you, I have three potential wide receiver ones on my bench. Who? Williams, Landry, and Gallup? Gallup, and Golden Tate when he comes back. Okay. Your team kind of sucks. To be honest, I just need that second wide receiver to wave his hand and be like, it's me this year. David Montgomery sucks, and so does Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, bro, you're crazy. I just listened to a podcast, right? Yeah. And the dudes have said the same thing I've been trying to voice to you guys. The Bears rushed the ball with their running backs 12 times. That's horrible. And that's not bad play, bro. That's bad coaching. Yeah, that's horrible. And then Aaron Jones touched the ball, I think, 13 times for 40 carries or 40 yards. And they even said that's going to get boosted up significantly. It should. I'm not concerned. David Montgomery's clearly the best back. I mean, I think by the middle of the year, he's going to be snapping. That's how I feel about Geis, man. I feel like he'll be snapping by the end of the year once he gets his Bro, he's, going. In, he's in a little committee right now. He's the head of the committee, though. So they say. Well, if the coach is saying it, I like that at least. I mean, AP's behind him, bro. AP's washed up. No, he isn't. Yeah, that man's a freak of nature, honestly. Yeah, but, he, he, yeah. He, he takes care of his body. Okay, dude, but then I have I have Atavius Murray on my bench, who's probably uh, going to be the best number two back. Well, who's he? Who's he with? The Saints. Sam, I don't. I've never think Latavius is trash. Dude, he's a goal line. He has literally the most touchdowns since he like, came in the league or something. No. Dude, I'm telling you, he's a touchdown machine. Okay, next. Who else? Zeke. Yeah, Zeke's quality. <laughs> quality. Yeah, the best running back in the league. Easily. No, it's really not. <laughs> Carry on Johnson. Yeah, we don't know what to expect. Last year he had a good first half of the season. Yeah, Very we, don't good. we don't know what to expect. Who I really want to trade early, if I can, is Joe Mixon. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to sell hot. I need him to have a good week one and two, and I'll sell him week three. That's the thing that I'm a little upset about is if Aaron Jones or Montgomery went off week one, trade him yeah, right away. Yeah, trade him because we play some dummies. Yeah, right away. Um, but all it's, I mean, dude, you, you mean to tell me that arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever, Aaron Rodgers, and that offense aren't going to put up crazy points this year? Come on. Yeah, exactly. And that dude, he's like an offensive genius. They're going to get carries and touches and targets to Montgomery. You're talking about, oh, you're talking about uh, Montgomery now. Yeah. I was like. Dude, I'm not, I don't need, I just need one of them to be good. I'll go with the three wide out set. 
See, I don't like three wideouts, especially only in a half PPR, dude. I won it. I won my league last year like that, bro, because of the half PPR. I don't think you had good running backs then. I had. I forgot who I had, but I almost think it's better for the three wideouts set if they're quality. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you have three better wideouts and you have three better running backs, but like, in terms of head-to-head flex, like, a running back almost more guaranteed points if they're RB one. Off the top of your head, how many running backs are truly the entire workhorse for their team? Roughly. Seven. Five, seven, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, they're hard to come by, bro. So, yeah. like, everyone is going towards a committee now with third down backs and goal line backs and this yeah. back. It's like, you don't know what you're going to get from your running backs unless they're that top seven. Yeah, that's why I was really excited when Zeke fell to six. Were you surprised? Yes. Essentially, it was five. Essentially, it was five, but still, falling to five is crazy. I mean, I was surprised David Johnson went before him. Who picked him? Uh, Mike. <sighs> yeah, no. Bad pick. I would have picked Le'Veon before David Johnson. Yeah, for sure. Man, I can't believe McCaffrey went first. A lot of people are saying... McCaffrey or Barkley, you can't go wrong. I mean, you can't go wrong, but I feel like Barkley's going to be better. The only concern I have about Barkley, bro, is he's like their mid- he's like obviously their best player going away. I don't want them to just load the box like nine. Dude, 10 they started o'clock. loading the box after the first half last year on him. And you know, like he's still got his touches, bro. Exactly. I don't. I'm not. The only thing I'm concerned about is health. But that man has literally trucks as thighs. I just hope Eli plays good, like the first half of the year, and he makes the defense play honest. A little bit of pressure. You know what I mean? Like keep them yeah. off balance. Like we're we're not expecting y'all to make the playoffs, but be competitive. Yeah. I uh, I'm hoping to God that Sterling Shepard has a decent season. He's their be- him and Evan Ingram are their best players. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. If they can get some play action going, he's not a, he's not a deep threat. He's just a small slot. slot. Yeah. So hopefully that's catches. Hopefully that means catches. I mean, he is good. He's not a, he's not a scrub, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like he can disappear in games quickly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple guys on my team who I'm like, okay, man, I really need some consistency from you, or else I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to sacrifice and yeah, cut it to take a trade, bro. The thing is, dude, is that there's probably twenty, not twenty, twelve guys in the league right now who are unrostered, who will be a starter for somebody by midseason. Just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, so it's just. You know who I'm really high on, dude? I think he could have a really good year. Who? Michael Gallup. Maybe, dude. I really don't think Dak can distribute the ball like that. Uh, the stats they were saying about when he was on the field on the opposite side of Amari, bro, and now he was gaining more yards on deep. Like, I mean, he's a good athlete, dude. Like, he's a good he's receiver. So I just don't trust Dak. I'm telling you, dude. I don't know why. He's not consistent. He is consistent. Dude, I, he consistently wins, but that's because our team is stacked. 
Robbie, he walked into a Super Bowl team his rookie year. No, I think what I think what you're trying to sell you you want him to be a great fantasy quarterback. No, if he was as good as Romo, we would be at the NFC Championship every year with his team. I think he's a good. I don't think he hurts the team. No, I mean he's not an ass, but he's just not going to throw you into a game. Yeah, he's not necessarily like going to win a game for you, but but. He'll win a game for he you. He'll, he'll win a game for you on a fourth quarter drive. But he doesn't lose. He's clutch. He's like Brady, but not nearly as accurate. So this is his third year. Fourth. Yeah, I would say, cool. He has. I think the Cowboys are doing the right thing, bro. Yeah, I mean, I like how he paid everybody else first. It definitely makes it seem like, hey, the pie at Jerry would say. Yeah, it's getting way smaller. But it's all yours if you if you show out. Hey, you play. We start off four and zero. We'll sign you mid season to a hundred million. Dead ass. Yeah. So, I like the that. Cowboys, the Cowboys have a roster, dude. We are, dude. I'm telling you, we have the best roster in the NFL. Yeah, it's one of them. We're for sure. stacked, man. This is the best team we've ever had in my whole life. Twenty three years of living. I expect them to make the playoffs. Eleven and five, ten and six, roughly. Eleven and five. I can see it. Yeah. I'm hoping we have a really easy first four games, so it's really important we got Zeke. I don't know if you guys get a bye with eleven and five, but that would be clutch. Yeah. Even if you guys are a three seed, well, yeah. I could see you guys making the NFC Championship, but you guys just gotta stay healthy. Have to. Man. Our O line is really where we always break down mid season. But you're healthy. But you're healthy right now. Yeah, Travis Frederick's back. He missed all last year, man. Zeke's gonna eat. Amari's. Everyone's just gonna go in and do their part now. Yeah, we have the athletes. I don't know about fucking Kellen Moore. Huh? I'm not opposed to Dak. I think he. Yeah. I think he's solid. Dude, Kellen Moore better be an offensive genius. <laughs> you guys played the Giants today? Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. That should be an easy dub, honestly. You guys should win, yes. Yeah, you know what I heard uh, on the herd yesterday? On his Blazing Five? <laughs> that uh, divisional teams who are the underdog uh, have won against the spread like the last 20 times, like 16 and 4. Wow. So, not that they necessarily win, but the games are always a lot closer than people expect. Just because it's week one, you're in a division, you already kind of know this team. They don't know your ass yet. You don't really know your ass yet. So, you go out there and you just play hard. You want to hear a crazy stat, bro? Hmm. I want to say in the last... uh, Over the last 10 years, okay? I don't remember the exact number. I want to say it was 17. Over the last 17 years, the four teams to make the conference championship the year before, one of them does not make the playoff the following year. Every single year, Sam. So who's that going to be? Oh, that's going to be the Saints. Right? It'll be the Saints. Doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah, the Saints. Oh, I don't know, man. You think the Rams are worse than the Saints? I'm I'm, I'm just I, I know it's not going to be the Chiefs or Pats. Yeah, so it has to be the Saints. But isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's insane. I heard that and I started looking. I went back like two or three years and I was like, oh, wow. That's actually accurate. Yeah, you want to know what's even crazier? 
Panthers went 15-1 and one and have followed it up with a losing season. <laughs> I mean, dude, here's the thing, though. If somebody told me the, like, I'm just hypothetically speaking. If somebody was like, yo, man, Rams got banged up. Goff had to sit out three games. Gurley's knee was bothering him. They went 8-8. Eight and eight. They missed the playoffs because the Seahawks went 9-7. and seven. Okay. But what if the Falcons go 9-7? and seven? I can believe that. Yeah. Like, I, if somebody sold that to me, like, Seahawks just beat them 9-7 or, you know what I mean? Like, injuries happened. Yeah. I, I can believe that. Barring no injuries, I think the Falcons are just a better team than the Saints this year. A lot of people are higher than the Falcons. Yeah, so I think if everything goes all well, I think the Falcons will be the team that wins the division and makes the Saints push for a wild card. I have said it that I think my sleeper in the NFC, I don't know about to make the Super Bowl, but just to win a lot is the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, they're always on the cusp of it the last, like, five or six years. Dude, they're loaded. Yeah. They are loaded. You remember, like, five years ago when they were, like, 4-0 and and everybody said they were a Super Bowl team? And I was like, yeah, they're eight average. Eight. And they went 8-8. Eight and eight. They uh, were, they're like, 5-0. Everyone was yeah. like, best ever. <laughs> they had, like, Sam Bradford starting. I just think, bro, if, 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 if Kirk Cousins wins half of those big games, bro, they're going to finish 11-5, 12-4. Yeah. They're stupid stacked. They got so much depth, dude, in the right places. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, so the teams that I definitely think are out of the playoffs for the NFC this year are the Saints and the Bears. Oh, I don't, no, I disagree. You think they're both in? I don't think they're both out. Yeah, I think they're both out. Um, Dude, we haven't even covered the real news story yet, man. Well, before you do that. All right. So that means who do you have in the NFC? Uh, Cowboys. In order? No. Okay. Cowboys. Vikings. Okay. Falcons. Okay. Who's the other division? NFC West. Uh, Rams. Okay, that's your that's your divisions. And then Dude. Packers and Eagles. Who? Packers and Eagles. Okay, so no Panthers. Hell no. No Seahawks. No. Seahawks will be Seahawks, Packers, Eagles, and I think maybe the uh, Seahawks, Packers, Eagles, and yeah, that's it. Those will be the three teams fighting for the last spot. So, who are we forgetting? No Saints. No. Mm-mm. Saints, might be in, Saints might be in a discussion for the wild card. I just don't think they will. I think Drew Brees takes a step back. Yeah, dude. He looked really bad at the end of the season last year. And somebody also made a good point. Like, Kamara's good. We know that. He's a stud. But he was a stud when he had a quality running back behind him the entire Latavius time. Latavius Murray. Mark Ingram. Latavius Murray is a step down from Mark Ingram, but not that big of a step. What I'm saying is, let's see how he does as the primary focus. Right. Because the first few weeks of the season, whenever they didn't have Mark Ingram... People were getting nervous about how much he was getting the ball because he was getting—he was the only person on the team getting the ball at that point. Drew Brees ain't Tom Brady. No. 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 The thing is, though, is Drew Brees is so good at the same time of getting the ball quick. He doesn't get hit. Oh, he's great. Yeah. So. You so know the, my uh, my NFC then in no order. I'll just do all six, not divisions yet. Okay. Eagles. Cowboys. 
Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, Packers. Now you have to do the other division winners because you already had both wild cards. Yeah, I know. Hold on. Dude. I'm you, Falcons have to win the South, I think. And then the Rams in the West. I'm telling you. Dude, I'm just... Okay, let me redo this. I'm going to say Cowboys win the NFC North. East. Excuse me, NFC yeah. East. NFC North, I'm going to say, is the Vikings. Okay. NFC South is going to be... A toss-up? That's a toss-up. Yeah. That's a toss-up. Yeah. Right now, I'm going to say the Saints. Okay. And then I'm going to say Rams, NFC West. Okay. Wild card contenders, my first is going to be Seattle. Wow, over the Eagles and the Packers. Yeah. Definitely over the Packers. Dude, they're, they're, they're consistent, and they just got a quality defensive end. The Packers' defense looks better than Seattle's this year. I would say my if I had to pick right now, I'd pick Seattle and the Eagles. Seattle and the Eagles. Yeah, I like Seattle, dude. I like Seattle every year. A lot of people are so high on the Eagles this year. It reminds me of the year when they got Michael Vick and everybody else, and then they flopped. I get it. I'm just not sold on Carson Wentz right now. Stay healthy, and we'll see, you know? Yeah, show me eight games of quality yeah. football. He gave you, like, 13 games his second year. Show me that when the pocket is collapsing, you can still scramble. Right, because his knees might be effed. Yeah, you might be thinking, oh, I'm going to yeah. just take the sack. And that completely diminishes his game. Yeah, he sees blitz. Kill, kill, kill. Yeah, right. What about uh, the AFC, dude? Oh, that's easy. Chiefs, Patriots, uh, Steelers. Okay. Chiefs, Patriots, Steelers, Texans. So AFC South, AFC West, AFC North? I got all of them. Chiefs, Patriots, Steelers, Texans. Okay. Yeah. And then for the wild cards... uh, Dude, I'm still really big on the Colts. A lot of people are. I think they're a quality team. They got pieces. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, a lot of them. And then maybe uh, Ravens, Browns, uh, Colts as my wild card contenders. Okay, I'm going to stick with the same AFC East, Pats, Steelers, um, Texans. And Chiefs, yeah? Chiefs. Wild card is going to be uh, Chargers and Browns. Chargers and Browns. Yeah. I'm not that big on the Chargers this year just because I feel like uh, Derwin James is out. Melvin Gordon's not playing, dude. I feel like there's just a lot of shit going on with him. Melvin Gordon, dude, he... I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. I just don't think... The... I don't think anyone from the division is going to take that wild card. Yeah. I don't think the Colts are going to be able to keep... I think the Colts are going to be competitive. I don't think they'll be able to stream together in 9 and 7, 10 and 6. Nuh-uh. I'll tell you who could potentially be a sleeper, bro. Hmm. The Jets. Yeah, I can see the Jets going like 8 and 8, though. I can see them 8 and 8, 9 and 7. Yeah. Sam Darnold's good. Yeah, really good. Really, that's yeah. why I got Robbie Anderson, man. I got Sam Darnold. Yeah, I've been everything I've been hearing in camp is like, yeah, Sam Darnold looked good last year, and this year he looks like an absolute freak in camp. Yeah, and I like the fact that Le'Veon got paid and hasn't said a word. Yeah, that's good because why just get paid and leave, dude? Like, dude, all right, I can't wait any longer. How in the hell 
did Antonio Brown end up on the Patriots? You asking me? I just don't get it, dude. Thursday, he calls Madoc a cracker. Friday, he apologizes to the whole team. Saturday, he posts on Instagram, release me and the Patriots get him. I mean, are you like are, are you saying this isn't your surprise? Dude, I think he might be on crack. <laughs> what do you mean by that, though? Dude, his personality and his, like, shit that's been going on, like the helmet and coming back and then not wanting to play and then posting that video with John Gruden on Instagram, like, I just want to play, you know, I, do y'all want me to be a Raider, blah, 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 all this shit, and he's just posting all this stuff. He goes and apologizes to the team, a very emotional apology. He goes and apologizes to the fans. And then says, yeah, release me. Yeah, I mean... He's mentally unstable. He has to be. He must have some sort of psychological... He might have CTE. Like, for real. I think, honestly, man, I think... Did you watch Hard Knocks? No. You didn't watch any of it, Sam? No. I mean, I have HBO. I I need to check it out. Why? I don't know, dude. I, I haven't seen... I just got HBO this past year, so I haven't really ever used it. So I haven't seen anything like. On and the you have HBO. You have HBO and you haven't watched Hard Knocks. Yeah, I want to watch the Amazon Prime one that goes throughout the season that the Cowboys were on uh, two seasons ago. Yeah, I heard that was pretty good. That I, that was all or nothing. Yeah, I want to watch that one. That's on Hulu, or That's Amazon, on Prime. Amazon Prime. Amazon yeah. Prime. Yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah. Okay, so let's let me address the A B thing. Okay. I think, dude, and the reason why I asked Hard Knocks is I'm getting to it, but. The very first episode, something when I watched it was like, you know, his body language says he doesn't want to be here. Yeah. Like his body language alone. I remember I saw a little clip of it whenever his son was asking him where uh, Big Ben was. He's like, Derek Carr's over there. Then doesn't he go introduce him? He's like, yeah, he's over there. <laughs> like, Sam, you, you ever been someplace and like... You're not opposed to being there, but your body language is like, I'd rather be somewhere else. I went to a party with Darren one time and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So his, his body language was like, yo, man, I'm, I mean, I'm the number one receiver. Like, this is cool, but like, I'm not happy with this. Yeah. And dude, I saw that and I was like, that's not going to last long. Point being, when he told the Steelers to trade him, the Steelers immediately ruled out who? Patriots. They said, we are not trading him to the Patriots. Not for a goddamn thing. Ring a bell, hint, hint, red smokes everywhere. He was talking to his agent like, yo, get me to New England. No. I want to win. I'm telling you. He was like, yo, I don't care if it's a one-year deal. I want to win a ring. There's all no way. Think, there's no way he coordinated all this shit. I don't think, I don't think it was England. coordinated, but I think he was like, yo, bro, I want to win, and I want to rub it in the Steelers' face. And I think he gave them a wish list, and the Steel- I think the Patriots were on that wish list, and they were like, nope, not them. Yeah. He didn't go to one of his wish list teams, so then he was like, Denver could work. While in Denver, bro, I think he realized real fast, this team is not going anywhere fast. Come on, Denver or Oakland? Uh, Oakland. Yeah, okay. Oakland. Um. I mean, dude, you gotta think some of this stuff had to have been on purpose. The helmet thing? The helmet thing? Come, like, bro, why are you uh, appealing that twice? 
Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And why, if the NFL is telling you, like, hey, we're worried about your safety and these helmets are way safer, I'd be all for that, right? Like, You should be. Yeah, it's weird. And then the feet thing, bro? That really happened, though. Right, I know, but, like, it's just one thing after another. You don't think that eventually he was – you don't think eventually the rumor would start, we're going to release him? Yeah. I don't, I, don't think know, he liked, I don't think he liked the fact that in his eyes, he was bigger than the whole team. It's not a good look to not last an off season. It's not. I'm not. I'm not saying he's. I think what he did is terrible character. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised that Patriots signed. I'm surprised he wasn't blackballed from the NFL. Dead no, ass. Dude, I, think, I think it was orchestrated. I do. I think he, I. I really thought that he was going to be blacklisted. Within like a few hours, Patriots had him on the phone and saying, "Yep, we're ready." And they that gave him, and the thing is, is that they gave him ten million guaranteed, right? Fifteen million potential, and they gave him nine million up front. Yeah, so you worded that wrong. No, no, no. Fifteen year max to make. Yes, potential. Here's nine guaranteed. No, he has one more million guaranteed, and oh, they gave wait, him, this- and they gave him nine million of the ten million up front. Okay, so one additional billion? Yeah, so he's like, yeah, I want my money. I want it all at once. I think what he's thinking, man, is like, yeah, I had that 30, I had that 30 million guaranteed. But once I realized they were going to find me and I wasn't guaranteed no more. Oh, he left immediately. Done. Yeah, he said, remember I lost my guarantees? I said, I'm not playing for this team. So, bro, now he's like, okay, New England's going to get me a chip. I can shut my mouth because I'm going to be playing with the best coach and best quarterback ever. Dude. He's going to Dude, he's going to go in there and be a quiet boy. God willing, we re-sign him if we can. And he's going to get paid huge by another team. This dude is cancer, I feel like. I feel like that's such a bad locker room person to have. I think somebody's going to pull him aside real quick and be like, yo, we're here to win. I wonder how Tom Brady really reacted. Because I know he's excited for the talent. But he must just think, like, I don't want to babysit this guy for four months. So, um, James Harrison. Yeah. Former Steeler. And Pat. And, right? Yep. He said when he got signed by the Patriots, he was like, yo, man, I'm going to see what all this hype is about Tom Brady being a good guy. That Fuck was my Tom Brady. Enemy. Yeah. That was my, like, F him. Yeah. Steady Wayne is the best teammate, most genuine, hardworking, humble guy he's ever met. Yeah, because he's like, whenever you meet him or like you hear about him, you think that everything's fake. Like, you literally right. just think he's just this fake dude trying to get like right. everybody's good side. And he's like, no, dude, he really is just a nice guy who loves football. He's like, listen, man, I hated the Patriots. I tried going in and hating Tom Brady, knowing I was just playing defense. He's like, it's impossible. Favorite player ever. Fair player ever. Literally, dude. After the Super Bowl or maybe the ASC Championship game, whenever Tom Brady is like hugging everybody, he's like, good fucking game, man. The lineman, he's like, yo, great fucking game. Everybody he sees. Dude, and that was another thing. When I was watching the Hard Knocks, man, Carr comes off so fake. Well, he has a really big, uh, like, he's known for being like a Christian. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's very, very... I'm not even saying that though, but just his football conversations and his demeanor and him trying to lead the team was like, you're trying way too hard. The cameras make people fake, man. I, bro, I think so, because that boy was trying 
Yeah. He was. It was just trying. It didn't seem natural, bro. Yeah. Like, didn't mm. seem natural. Man. But yeah, you think the Patriots are like a, a huge favorite now? To win it all in the yeah. AFC. To win it all. Absolutely. Yeah. This the one thing nobody's talking about is that defense is filthy. It's stacked, dude. Stacked. Yeah, and they don't listen. They might give up yards. They don't give up points. They brought back Jamie Collins. Did they really? Yes. Man, they love getting rid of people, them going somewhere else, underperforming, and bringing them right back and being like, you should have stayed the Patriot way. Bro, they brought Quit trying to get money and start winning. They brought back Jamie Collins. Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett. Yeah, they brought in Michael Bennett. Yep. That's what I was about to say. They still have arguably one of the best secondaries in, in um, Gilmore and McCordy. Mm-hmm. And their linebackers, bro, with Van Horn... Van Noy, excuse me. Yeah. Fly around. Yeah. They just got the left tackle back. Yep. The only thing that we're hurting on right now is um, we need to make sure our whole line stays healthy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can never guarantee that. As long as it's healthy, he's going in day one. I'm just saying, we just we need to make sure we're healthy. Yeah. And, dude, they sold Trey Flowers high. I like Trey Flowers. That's yeah. stuff. Yeah. Who did he sign with again? Uh, not the Redskins. Bro, and let's not forget we still have Dante Hightower leading the way. Yeah. He's a stud. Uh, he's on the Seahawks now. Um, really? Mm-hmm. No, hold wow. on. Am I thinking of the wrong guy? That can't be his name. Trey Flowers? Yeah. Just type it in. But I'm telling you, that's not who I was talking about. Trey Flowers plays for... He plays the Seahawks, but was he ever on the Patriots? Huh? Was he ever on the Patriots? No, Trey Flowers plays for the Lions, bro. Deep, okay, there's two Trey Flowers in the NFL. Yeah, this dude signed with the Lions. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Okay. He was a stud. Yeah, he was great. But Brady, Belichick is notorious for letting people go when they're not worth it. Yep, Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason. Oh, bro, I can think of so many on defense. Yeah. Freaking old buddy down in Arizona. Man, um, uh, the defensive end. John Jones' brother. Uh-huh. Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. He was a stud. I mean, he's still good. I bet you John Jones can come play in the NFL and dominate. Oh, for sure. You guys are crazy athlete. Oh my god. A lot of things I've heard from the Patriots camp is that the rookies we drafted last year, bro, who didn't get any playing time are studs. Yeah, one because one tore his ACL. Yeah. And the other just couldn't find the whatever yeah. are showing out this year, bro. Yeah. Like they're balling. Uh have I think you... realistically I think we go thirteen and three. Yeah. Yeah, thirteen and three. Dude, I love this final standing projection thing on uh, the fantasy trend now. I don't think it's gonna be right, but I just love seeing my team go up on it. How accurate do you think that is? Probably horrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure mid season it's way more accurate because everybody already has their records and shit. But In terms of, like, personnel-wise, I think it's pretty accurate in determining which teams are good and not good. 
dude, there's so many there's so many teams that are like, my team is loaded, man, because of these two players. And it's like, bro, those two players need to go off every week for you to be competitive. Every single week. Like, dude, I I think I robbed Nick Kanekai 50 bucks. <laughs> what you mean? We, we were betting on who has a better record this season. Say what? We're me and him are going to have a straight up bet on who has a better record this year. Oh, okay. And I think my team's way better than his. His team is, let me take a look. I wasn't impressed with it. No. He was first pick. Baker, he drafted him, bro. Early. He drafted, he drafted him high. I'm like fourth right or now. fifth round. Sam, 49th. That's fourth round. Or start of the fifth round. That is terrible. I'll tell you what. I drafted Deshaun Watson. Uh, 54th. So five picks after. Yeah, I drafted Big Ben 119. Right. And Big Ben is projected as potential MVP. Yeah. I think Deshaun Watson is going to have a great season. He's got a left tackle. He got a left tackle. He's got, uh, he's got some weapons. He's got DeAndre Hopkins. That's all he needs. DeAndre Hopkins and Kenny Stills. Yeah, and Will Fuller's back. And Will Fuller. Let me look at Canada. So McCaffrey, okay, Keenan Allen, we'll see. Cooper Cup, and eh, Kelsey's good. He's got three players. Like, he has one he running has back. He has Josh Gordon. He has one running back on his team. He's got Josh Gordon. And LaShawn McCoy. He's, his team isn't terrible, dude. His t- Listen, there's a couple teams that I'm just like, bro, your team sucks. At least he has McCaffrey. Let's take a look at Miles' team. Horrible. <laughs> Dude, you should have heard the shit he was telling me when he would FaceTime me, too. His team is just dependent on two players, bro. Every week it'll be dependent on Gurley and Cam. Michael Thomas is his best player. Yeah. I mean, his team's not horrible. It's not horrible. Yeah. But, I mean, Sonny Michelle's in a really big committee. I like Michelle. I mean, that's a good fantasy player. Michael Thomas is good. Najoku, he's their fourth option. Who cares? Yeah. Calvin Ridley, yeah, I'm not high on him. Yeah. Chris Carson's ass. Yeah. Cam Newton won't play past week 10. Miles was hitting me up, FaceTiming me. Yo, man, I know you're concerned about Zeke. I'm like, no, I'm not really. He said, what I'm reading right now is that he might not play until the playoffs. And he believed it. Yeah. I said, Miles. I, I, I told him straight up. I said, listen, if you Google Ezekiel Elliott right now and you read me the first five stories and if one of them says he's not playing until the playoffs, I'll trade you Zeke for your last pick. He, you know what I really hate, Sam? Hmm. Here's what I'm talking about hate, bro. <laughs> Is when people don't know like, how to evaluate their own players. And, like, they think the trade they're trying to give you is fair. And it's like, bro, you're a fucking idiot. Listen, here's my here's my method in fantasy football. If anybody offers me a trade, unless I can see that I'm winning the trade, they obviously think they're getting off on me. I truly think that when I make a trade, bro, I try and target their weakness. Yeah. And I try and give them a fair trade. Like, but you, hey, you need to be in constant negotiation with somebody for a trade to be fair. You can't just like send somebody a trade and then, you know what I'm saying? It, it, like the suspicion instantly rises. Like, why, like what I, are they trying I, to get off on me? I don't agree if I'm giving you, if, I'm, if you're giving me a star, I don't need to give you three stars. If I give you, if you give me a running back, but you need wideouts, 
and I give you three decent wideouts. You're not getting a stud. Huh? You're not getting a stud from me. Like, that's straight. Like, if you were to trade me... Let me go to your team real quick. Mike, Ev- if you traded me Mike Evans and Michael Gallup, I might give you Darius Geis. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> Mike Evans is better than Darius Geis all day. Yeah, I know. Uh, all day. But I'd give you like Darius Geis and like Robert Woods. Say what? I'd give you like Darius Geis and Robert Woods. Miles tried to send me the, uh, the dumbest trade. He's like, if you give me Mike Evans and Aaron Jones. I will give you Chris Carson. <laughs> He's like, I'll give you Chris Carson and Calvin Ridley. Shut up. I was like, bro, get the fuck off my phone. Yeah, I've had to tell a lot of people to stop texting me. We'll see, man. We'll see come week five when everyone's like, yo, man. Some people are going to be in a panic. Oh, panic, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Panic. Dude, I liked, uh, I don't know if you saw this, dude. I was trying to have somebody go with a straight-up bet with me for the whole season as if we played each other every single week. What do you mean? Like, week one, I don't play you, but, like, if I have more points than you week one, like, that's one for me. You know what I'm saying? And go throughout the whole season. I think, I, I think I'm going to win this league going away. No. Okay. I'll tell you what. Trey and I had a deal in agreement, and he backed out like a little pussy bitch. What was the agreement? I'm not going to tell you because I, I think it could happen if he listens. He does listen to my podcast for sure, like almost every episode. So. And he goes, he goes, okay, that's a deal. That's fair. And I was like, Ben, let's do it. And he goes, okay, give me, give me a little bit of time. Give me a little bit of time. I have to orchestrate something else before I can accept yours. And I was like. What do you mean? What the fuck do you mean? Like, I hate people like that, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's stupid. I can tell there's certain people in this league who will talk about a trade but will never make one. Yeah. Dude, there was one... Uh, I forgot, man, who I was trying to trade with last year. But eventually, I just gave it up. It was like a five-week negotiation. I'm like, bro, this shit really isn't worth it. Do you know what's tempting for me? Hmm. Not to get sidetracked. But um, obviously, NFL Sunday football, everyone's going to watch. And I'm in prep right now. And I want to just go to the like the bar, not to drink, to just watch all the games. You're going to drink, though, if you go. I don't want to put myself in that situation. Right. Like, I would have to bring my meals in my lunchbox. Right. Bring rock, which I, which, I, which I could do. Yeah. Get a water or, like, a Diet Coke. Yeah. Bring Rocky. Watch all the games. That'd be nice, dude. I could do that, but you're just around a bunch of junk food and beer and alcohol. Yeah. Not worth it. I'm going to get drunk like all day today, probably. At home? Yeah. Yeah, man. I made a, uh, I made a challenge that I want to finish this prep, look at my absolute best, try and compete December 14th. Okay. Um, Yo. Stay on it. Just stay on it, man. Yeah, I'm on it, bro. I'm two weeks down. Um, Yeah. 13 weeks and five days still remain. And the temptation is, like, there's temptations, but it's mainly on the weekends to, like, try and cheat the diet. But I'm pretty good. Yeah. Gym is better than than ever, but I keep telling myself, like, yo, 
come mid-December, December 14th, it'll all be worth it afterwards when you can go home for Christmas, go out, have fun. Exactly. Because I want to do this again, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. Suffer for like three months. Not suffer, but strict. Yeah. Compete. Off two, three months. I, uh, I really think you should try a week of like intermittent fasting. I can't with this. Robbie, I'm telling you, everything I've done research on and everything is it increases muscle mass like crazily. No, no. All right, dude. I can't do it on this, bro. I eat six meals a day. Robbie, eat those six meals in six hours. No, I can't. You can. My training schedule, I believe it's good for health. Robbie, it's, it's, good. it's, it's good for physique. I believe it is, but it's not good for my lifestyle right now. You don't think? I'm up at 6 in the morning, every morning. So, what, how many calories taken in a day? I don't know. A lot? Probably like 3,000, you think? No. No? Probably like, probably like 2,700. 27? Dude, I'm telling you, if you did all of that within 8 hours, and you did like fasted cardio, like woke up in the morning, went on a run on empty stomach and stuff, dude, after like a week or two, your lifts would be better. You'd feel more focused in the gym. Like, it's crazy. Because, Robbie, the thing I is... Think can, I think you can achieve the exact same results with a healthy diet and good and just not eating like shit. Dude, this is the only thing. Regardless of how healthy you're eating, after eight hours of your body digesting and processing food and getting the nutrients and shit from it stuff... Hours like 9, 10, 11, 12 of you still eating, it doesn't do it at its most highest function. I know it's good for you. It's not good for the lifestyle right me right now for me. I'm gonna bulk up, dude. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do uh the same thing you're doing, bro. I'm gonna do it with intermittent fasting. You're gonna be like, damn, Sam's got some results. Quick. Yeah, I, get some results. I just don't work out ever, bro. I gotta get in the gym. Bro, a lot of people say that and I try and tell them. Like, yo, just, just start off doing something minute every day. Yeah, push-ups. Today, I'm going to do a half a mile and 20 pull-ups. Yep. I couldn't and hit 20 pull-ups, I don't think. Not in a row. No, you don't have to do them in a row. Just <laughs> sets of four, sets of five. Yeah. And then that next the next week, all right, today I'm going to do a mile and 25 pull-ups. Yep. Bro, that takes 25 to 30 minutes out of your day. That's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. And that's why I hate when people are like, I just don't have time to work out. You definitely do. How often do you sit down on your phone scrolling through Instagram? Listen, man, if you have an hour in the day, work out. You, you can get sweating in a day. Yeah. In an hour. I, uh, I've been stretching every morning. That's been really important for me. Stretching about 20 minutes every day. Stretching's huge. Yeah, man. I, I want flexibility to be such, like, with every single kid I have or any kid I ever coach again, I want to drill flexibility man because nobody ever nobody ever drilled it to me stretching is the difference between you taking like your kids to an amusement park at age 40 and sitting on a bench and you being able to ride every ride with them right i honestly i remember telling a lot of my uh friends out in san diego like yo you you know why lebron and tom brady are continuing to play like this pliability stretching yep flexibility man seriously it's crazy because, dude, you're there's so much torque in your body and just shit that gets pulled and everything, dude. And if you don't have the flexibility to handle it or to be able to maintain it, I guess, your muscles are going to tighten up fast, man. 
fast. Yeah, dude, I have a really bad back that I've been trying to stretch out. And I'm trying to get it to where I can do like some crazy like flexibility stuff, man. I'm probably about a year or two away from doing like some crazy looking shit with stretches. I don't have the time throughout the week. Maybe on the weekends I can squeeze it in, but yeah, doing like yoga once or twice a week would really help me. Yeah, dude. It'll, it'll help you in everywhere in life. It'll help you focus. It'll help your lifts. It'll help your diet. Like everything, bro. Everything. Yeah. yeah. You know what really has been helping me over these past two weeks? Hmm. And I'm not 100% there, but I'm getting there. So when I get off work, I drive home, obviously, and I can't have my phone inside work, right? Yeah. So whether it be a lot of notifications or nothing, I get off and I immediately want to get on my phone. Okay. Getting home, walking Rocky, and then immediately putting my phone on Do Not Disturb. And while I walk him, come come back in, eat, and get ready for the gym. To when I leave the gym, I haven't touched my phone or read any notifications or done any scrolling for the past three and a half hours. Yeah. Because when I'm in the gym, bro, it's just like when you're taking a test. You don't want it. You don't want your mind cluttered. You want your focus on that specific task. Yep. And everyone knows, man. Like if you got a lot going on in your mind, you're not gonna have. You're not gonna have a good workout. Mm-mm. But you can't do anything me, good if you're distracted. It's, it's been helping me. I've been, I've been doing yeah. it pretty often, but yeah. like, occasionally right before I get to the gym, I'll check like Instagram or something. Yeah. No, no, that's, one, that's, one, that's really one of the reasons why I love podcasting. It's because it's one of the only conversations that I have where I'm not just like looking on my phone and like half talking and like I hear you, but I'm not really focused. And uh, whenever I podcast, dude, like I don't look at my phone once, you know, and I'm just eye-to-eye conversation we're just back and forth chit-chatting talking and it really makes my content like way better you know for sure yeah just being focused you know what my buddy started to do is uh he put a timer on how much on his phone like uh yeah I don't know how you, they, they have the settings on it pretty easily to set up uh app restrictions and stuff now yeah app restrictions if you're over an hour on this app it'll just it'll shut it down wow you and I'm like, that's good, man. It, that's good, but I, I, I don't want somebody to do that for me. I want my own self to Exactly. I need, it. I need it. The thing yeah. that's really crazy to me, man, is that like even 10, not 10 years ago, five or six years ago, seven years ago, I wasn't this addicted to my phone. Right, dude. Even though, I even though we had iPhones and we had all these apps and stuff, I was never like staring at it 24-7. I know, Sam. And it's, it's so crazy that they keep making them better and better so I get more addicted. I know. Sam, I couldn't agree more. It's just, it's kind of not like gross, man, but it's just like... Because I thought that too, like, I don't know, but when we were in high school, man... I was never on my phone. I was not like this. No, dude, I was never... And I'm not even... I'm not, and I say that very cautiously because I'm not on it a lot. Yeah. Like, at least on, throughout the week, I'm not. Yeah. The weekends, I'm on it more, obviously, because I'm off, but... yeah. Dude, not even close. Yeah, dude. I feel like I was like, ha- not happier, but... Well, I think that's partly because, one, that's just the way society is growing. Is yeah. Everything everything is online. Everything is online. And rather than interacting and going out and calling people, it's like, well, let me just check Snap or Instagram or Twitter. What are they doing? Yeah. You know? Weird, dude. Super weird. I guess that's what it is, man, that we had phones, but social media really wasn't like that. 
Yeah, no, of course it wasn't. Man. It's crazy, though, bro. Pretty soon, man, probably in like the next 50 years or something, people will be in VR headsets every single day. I hope that there's a uh, backwards trend where people use less of their phones. I just don't see it happening. There could be, dude. Like, there's revolutions in everything, you know? So. I've, heard, I've heard people say that uh, Instagram is going to be a thing of the past in about five years. That, that means something else is better coming, though. That's what that means. I just don't know how because with the amount of money in Instagram right now, bro, it's like... Instagram's a Facebook-owned company, though, so... Yeah, I've heard... I mean, it's just like, bro, you think about everyone you follow that's famous, it's like... What are they? So what are they? What are they gonna do for money now? It's yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember when I didn't have an Instagram for like six years, bro, and I would tell people I have an Instagram, they would look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Like nah, bro, I'm good. Didn't need one. I mean, it's cool to be able to post your pictures and shit, also, but. I don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as you don't abuse it. Yeah. I mean, we're almost at an hour right now. We're probably, I'm probably about to cut it just so. Uh, Dude, you know what I want to do? Huh? We should keep track of our picks each week, and then at the end of the year, hold our records. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, we can go through it right now if you want, or you can. Uh, we can do, we can do it like in a spreadsheet. It'd probably be easier than recording it every single week because I can't really think about it on the fly in my head. Well, but, I think uh, if, we, if we just look at the matchups. And then write it down or put it on paper. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I can make a, an Excel sheet pretty easily, and then that'll be a better way to track it. Yeah, just let me know. Bet. Um, all right, I'm about to cut this off. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes Podcast and Spotify to be up to date with all of our episode releases. Also, follow us on Twitter at podcast underscore pod. And be sure to listen to our weekly football predictions podcast where we'll track all of our picks for the whole season. Until next time, everyone.